Welcome to Safety Lost with your host, Stanley Ching. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah, brother. Hey, man. What's up? <laughs> oh, man. You know, not a hell of a lot, man. Um, I, I think it's really fitting that the first person on my podcast is actually the person who made the podcast introduction. So... Uh, everyone, this is Geo. I'm calling you by that name. I think this is the first time I've ever called you by that name. <laughs> yeah, I'm tripping out, <laughs> like, man. It's the first literally. time you haven't called me what's exactly on my birth certificate. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, this is something that, that I, I heard before. Uh, I've, I actually think Christian is a really cool name and it's actually a name that I would consider, um, I would consider naming like my child. Like I really like that name. Um, however, mm. uh, I really don't like the name to be shortened to Chris. And I think I mentioned this to someone and then, or, yeah. and someone said like, that's what my mom said. But, but, uh, my mom's, but then my mom also told me I named you Christian, not Chris. So everyone should be calling you Christian. And I think that, I think I just need to take that approach in the future. As in like stringently enforce yes. the full name policy yes. on your Yes, get child. really upset <laughs> if it doesn't happen. <laughs> like your kid comes home one day, they're like 13, they're going through the rebellious teenage phase and they're like, hey, I want you to call me Chris now. And you're like, no way. cool, I want you to sleep outside now. You know, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> you're man enough to change your name, you're man enough to move out. <laughs> Beat it. Uh, so, Gio... Um, this... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to it. <laughs> uh, do you want to no, it's good, it's good. introduce yeah. yourself? Do you want to, um, I guess, just just give yourself a plug because you're you're a person who um, is trying to do a lot of things. I, I know that you have a podcast coming out, and uh, I'm a big fan of your music as well. So I guess that's the first plug of the night. Uh, is there anything you want to say before we jump into? Oh man, all yeah. Topic? Let's just get all the plugs on the table, man. Um, yeah. Um, I got a band called Pyramid Mission. It's an industrial experimental rap project. Um, really cool stuff coming out soon. I would definitely put some links if there were some links for you to follow. They don't exist at the moment, but keep your ears peeled for the words Pyramid Mission. Keep your eyes peeled for the words Pyramid mm -hmm. Mission. And, uh, and click. I, I insist that you click because I can promise you there will be some dope stuff. Anyway... Uh, so I wanted to bring you on to talk about skydiving and that's something that we've done, uh, together. Oh yeah. And, oh yeah. Yeah. We uh, have. what a hell of a memory. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. That was, um, that was like one of the craziest, um, in terms of just like intensity of the experience, one of the most intense experiences of my life. By far. For sure. By far. Um, let, let's actually, before we talk about what happened in skydiving or during the day for skydiving, um, yep. let's talk about how we got onto this, because this is something that I'd actually considered for many, many like years or months. Like I'd been thinking about skydiving for a while beforehand, except it's just so terrifying. Like it's just not, it's, it's not easy for someone to come to the conclusion that they want to do skydiving without really a big push. And your big push, and I feel like you, correct me if I'm wrong, but you were in a similar boat, and your big push was after coming out from Vipassana, and that really gave you the inspiration and the motivation to do it. So firstly, is that correct? And if so, if it is correct, which I'm not sure it is, let me know what your thoughts were for Vipassana and why that, what is it and why that pushed you towards skydiving? 
Oh man, I mean, no, you're you're definitely correct. I um I had always like kind of ruminated on the idea of going skydiving. I always thought it'd be a cool thing, but I'd never actually made the plunge to <laughs> pun fully intended. I never made the plunge to make it like a reality. So um you know I um what triggered it for me was being at Vipassana. And then what is Vipassana? Like explain that. Oh, that's, a, that's a good thing. Yeah. Some, some jargon we're throwing on there. So Vipassana is like a style of meditation. Uh, and I was at a Vipassana meditation retreat. So you essentially live like a monk and you meditate for 10 hours a day. And, uh, you know, you take a vow of silence and you, you don't speak to anyone and you don't, you, you eat two meals a day and you essentially live entirely like a, like a Buddhist monk for this period of time. And it's up in the blue mountains at the, uh, Vipassana, the, yeah, the Vipassana Meditation Center I went to was in the Blue Mountains. Um, it's a it's a great place. While we're giving plugs here, um, and you know, it definitely will. I can't promise that it will, you know, make you want to jump out of a plane. But in my case, that's kind of the one of the outcomes that I had. Um, and I was basically just yeah, I finished a meditation session, which is pretty much all you do when you're there. And I was staring off at the horizon. Um, and Actually, I thought about <laughs> I thought about Legend of Zelda, the new, um, the newest one, Breath of the Wild. At the time of this recording, hmm? is that was it Breath of the Wild? Yeah, because like a big you know thing in that game is you travel by um, you know sort of uh, with like a you've got some sort of like um like a paraglider type of thing, and you know I and you can sort of free fall before you open your paraglider, and I've been playing a bit of that game before I'd gone off, and I think the image of being of traversing through the skies was very romantic and it came back to me but then I, I think at that point i was like well just doing it in a game is one thing i want to actually be in the air i want to experience this great thrill of falling through the sky um and this sort of uh that exhilaration of the fall but then also that moment of bliss when the parachute opens and you just slowly gaze upon you know sort of i don't know the world from a bird's eye view and you just sort of float gracefully above you've never done bungee jumping right no never done okay bungee jumping is sort of the opposite of that so the serene feeling so um just to just to mention again just in case anyone missed it georgia and i sorry geo and i (laughs) there (laughs) it goes i i I knew knew it was going to come out but geo and i uh we both went skydiving at you know together same place same time um did you jump out first or did I jump out first? I think you did. I think it was me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but basically within like, you know, 10 seconds of each other. And um, uh, about bungee jumping, I, I, I'm bringing this up as a point of contrast. Bungee jumping is not serene at all because you have an elastic mm. rope to your, to your leg and you're constantly going up and down, up and down. And it's like the opposite of serene. Um, at no point does it do, unless un, until the elastic, elasticity of the of the band like stops like you don't you're constantly going up and down um oh yeah yeah but but just to bring it back to vipassana uh this is something that you told me and maybe you could elaborate on this you said that afterwards after for 10 days like not speaking to anyone not really engaging in, in much activity or much movement you felt your body like tingle almost like you were <laughs> that sounds quite strange but as in you were really in tune with your physical body and you could feel the sensations heightened and, and because of that you wanted to to do something even more extreme which was uh skydiving right like is that correct 
Yeah, yeah. And you're right. And I was at all kinds of crazy tingles all the time. Um, and, you know, in my experience, everyone is always tingling, but it's just not being... It's something that you're not always aware of, um, which I guess is kind of funny when I think about that because, like, skydiving is inherently such a system shock that it doesn't matter how mindful or how present-minded you are or you aren't, you're pretty much... It's impossible to not be 100% immersed in skydiving. <laughs> like, there's no way you can, you know, think about anything else other than the fact that you're falling. Did, 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 when did the... Um, as you were on the plane going up, did, the, did another thought enter your brain, like anything else because for me i literally was a hundred percent of my mind was dedicated to skydiving and the fact that i would be paying money to jump out of a plane <laughs> yeah I, re- I remember that one feeling like an idiot it's like i'm i'm paying people <laughs> to like make me feel terrified <laughs> um and you know it's funny like you have these crazy paranoid thoughts um that duality between you know because like i said you're totally present when you're doing it um, and I'm sure, you know, your experience was similar, right? Like you didn't, you know, there's nothing else you could have possibly been thinking about when you're in it. Absolutely. No, but then, yeah, else. yeah. But then, then on the actual lead up to it, you're totally present in the idea of the thing, but it's not actually the thing. Yeah, that's true. Like whether that be fear or excitement or nerves or whatever you want to call it. Um, I was totally just fixated on that. Like I, I recall distinctly as the plane was actually going. Oh my God. That was terrifying. Um, yeah, like that was it. Like I, I thought I was in some sort of Vietnam War movie, man. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna jump out of this plane, and I'm like, oh, oh, Christ. Yeah. Um, uh, um we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but uh, in, yes, in terms yes, of no, in terms we'll of the story, but uh, you are correct. As soon as the plane rose, my my first rea- my, my first reaction was, there is no way I can get off this apart from like punching mm. the pilot, <laughs> and <laughs> there's no way I can get off this. Uh, the only way I can get off is if I jump. And the second thought was, I am an idiot. Why am I paying money to like risk my life? But uh, let's let's let, let's let's go back to um, yep. let's go back to the beginning. Um, so, some so so we we arrived at the place. Was it at? Was it Wollongong? Wollongong. Okay, we arrived yep. at Wollongong. Beautiful day. Um, and it really did not hit me that I was that I would be jumping out of the sky um, until I had to wear the what do you call it the uniform the safety gear around like the me. like the safety harness yeah. and the the, pa- the the stuff like that yeah, yeah. and and then it, that so that, like I, when I tell this story to people there are three times that like it really scared me so that was the first one um, yep. the second time it's it scared me was uh as i just mentioned which is when the plane takes off and you realize like there's no way to go down you know like literally there's no way to go down apart from like i guess jumping and thirdly and i'd like to hear uh, your opinion of you know anything that happened in between uh because i remember us having a really good conversation on the bus to there uh but mm. the third thing that like terrified me and th- and this is the thing i often tell to people because when i say this experience to people their reaction is just like fear. They just look at me and they're they're just like terrified. And I tell them when we're in the, when when you're on the plane after like 10 minutes and you somewhat get used to like the surroundings because nothing's really happening. Then all of a sudden this like a light flashes and then immediately someone holds like this slide up door and slides it up. It's, it's made out of plastic, which I don't know how I missed that, but when I saw this guy slide up like a plastic 
like um it, like it's, it's like a tiny door my reaction was like how is that safe and how did I not... Did yeah. you notice that? I didn't actually notice the... Pl- yeah, yeah, like it looks like like a garage yeah. roller door. I didn't notice like that. that at all. Like plastic as well. Like halfway between a garage roller door and a shower curtain. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's pretty... Yeah. Did you notice it's that? It's pretty freaky, man. Uh, no. I didn't... I, I don't think I was like fixated on, on that. I, um... Yeah. But now that you mention it, I remember it being like and that. And yeah. as soon as he pulled it up and the wind started ha- like roaring in, and there was no longer like a physical divide between me and 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 the sky. I remember just like um, that, uh, from memory. Uh, my memory might be a little sketchy, but there was a person in front of me, um, and I think I immediately, with both hands, grabbed that like the, the instructor in front of me grabbed his backpack or grabbed his like his shirt or his collar just out of fear. I was I was terrified, and mm. when I recount that moment, like um them lifting the the slide door and then hearing the wind come in everyone's reaction is immediately like this like just like groan combined with like um they just like shrink back yeah yeah oh that was definitely the point where things got real um i think i had two kind of major points of fear um the second ones you described like i i think when the harness was still going on i was still like excited um just purely just like yeah i'm gonna jump out of a plane woo it's gonna be sick um and it wasn't until i got in the plane like i remember i had my first like really irrational fear that's how i knew i'd gotten into it and it was literally just like what's it called i remember distinctly like there was another plane next to us mm-hmm. and that plane was doing like dive bombs mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. And then I was convinced that our plane was going to dive bomb. Like, now the pilot's going to screw with us. Like, he's going to start to dive bomb. Like, that would literally kill everyone on board. There's no way they'd do that. And then, you know, I didn't really realize that till like, I don't know, 20 seconds after. No, we didn't. Bro, how do we not have any seatbelts on? (laughs) Yeah, it's just the way it's set up. I was like, I'm convinced that we got no seatbelts. This guy's going to do a dive bomb. That's (laughs) crazy. He's going to execute us all right now, man. (laughs) I was like, that's it, bro. This is how my life ends, you know? um so i was like yeah but then i realized that that's that's not gonna happen this is a stupid thought <laughs> and i'm just you know i'm uh i'm terrified but you know okay uh and but yeah once the roll door opened oh i think before like i said like you know speaking of vietnam movie like that felt like absolute just deployment i'm like oh man things are getting real now like <laughs> here we go you know you, you know what was also interesting uh and i'm piggybacking off a point that you brought up before which is mm. even before we were jumping, even before we were, you know, close to jumping, like 10, 20 minutes before we did the act, our minds were so preoccupied with the idea of jumping. So we were still thinking about mm. jumping, but mm. it was a preconception. It was a, uh, is the word illusion? Like we, we were just thinking up, conjuring up the idea of what jumping meant. Um, but what was really cool when I actually did the act, and I know I'm skipping a few steps, but when we when I actually did the act, and um, I was on the ground just like winded and just in, in disbelief, my instructor came to me. You know, he gave me a high five, gave me a hug, and he said, "You see, like it was all in your mind." Like he said that. Oh, dude, that's sick. And he like and he like clapped me on the shoulder and he walked off. And I realized it was actually all in my mind because when I did the jump, it was so. It like. I don't yeah, know. there's no there's no fear in the jump itself, right? I don't I don't think so. But but okay, but okay. So let, let, let's get, let's get to the jump part. So the uh yeah. the, the red light 
flashes uh, in, in the plane and then the person lifts up the plastic door. And what shocked me was how quickly people jumped out of the plane. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I had that too. I remember like distinctly expecting, all right, one person goes mm-hmm. and there's like a minute mm-hmm. and you wait. But like, that's, that's where the deployment idea comes from. Like, I felt like we're just the squad and we're like, all right, that's it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are all jumping out of this plane in the next bloody minute or two. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh shit, you know, like, it's happening. For, for, for the people listening, um, I just want to emphasize a plane full of, uh, well, there were around 20, 20, 20 people, including instructors. There was like 10 people plus instructors. I think so. I, I, I think so. Approximately yeah, around right, 20 right. people. I would say in the span of like 40 seconds, like everyone emptied out of the plane. Like, is that, yep. is that correct? Because I felt like I jumped like a second after you. Like, yeah, I'm honestly. pretty sure it was like that. Like, I felt the second the roll door opened, like this moment of terror you're describing was wild terrifying. Like the, the moment of terror of the roll door being opened was very terrifying, but very brief. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very like oh man, it's happening. It's real. And then, but then, you know, within 15 or 20 seconds after that, I'm bloody falling you know, thousands of kilometers an hour mm-hmm. <laughs> through the sky. So and is that. And the other thing is because we're strapped to someone behind us, he, uh, mm. my instructor was a male, um, just basically moved me forward. He just started walking forward and my body's like, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I originally thought, as you said, we would sit on the edge of the plane and like I would contemplate and then I would be the one making the decision because that's what sort of happens at bungee jumping. Mm. no no and 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 i'm almost, <laughs> I'm always glad they didn't do it because if i sat at the edge of the plane i probably would have just like not moved for like five minutes oh man yeah i mean if i were to have a crack at it it's just it's totally it's funny like it's it's completely surreal because it's so alien to like everything else i've experienced you know because i'm not frequently doing it like when you're doing skydiving as a non skydiver or someone who doesn't have much to do with aviation or anything you know to do with in the air in general um you're gonna naturally find it surreal but the the physical feeling the adrenaline and the 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 excitement of it is is so palpably real like there's something deeply humanly primal about free falling um and it's interesting i wouldn't describe it as scary like i think in that moment i just had full faith that look this guy strapped my back he's a pro he's a g he knows what he's doing all right, he's gonna he's gonna make sure that we don't die. Um, so I'm just gonna enjoy the fact that I'm you know flying through the air, hundred kilometers an hour, just having a blast, man. So so you wouldn't you wouldn't call it fear because I wouldn't. Yeah, that's the thing. Like it's definitely not like the fear. It's like like you the instructor said to you. Like it's it was all in your head, mm-hmm. and I I would say the same about my own experience. Like the second I jumped out of the plane, I didn't experience any fear. Mm. Actually, like I experienced just pure, just like thrill and exhilaration. Yeah, but like it, it wasn't scary at all. Like, um, and what also shocked you was how quickly, like, uh, I can't, I don't even know how to explain it. But but when I jumped out of the plane, how almost the distance I covered in like those three seconds before he pulled the harness, like I felt like I covered like miles just free falling at that height. And the mm. houses went from like a tiny dot to like noticeably b- bigger in that free fall period. And then once he pulled the harness, I think for a few seconds, my brain was still in shock. And then the only time I, I-, I would say I felt fear 
was, and I'm not sure if your instructor allowed you to do this, but um, he allowed me to like steer the harness. Like, sorry, steer the uh, the parachute. Did your instructor let you do that? Oh yeah, he did. Okay, um, that scared yeah, me because was... because really okay. It, so here's the thing: when you're just falling straight down, you don't really feel like you don't really feel movement because you're just going straight down, right? But once you start yep. steering, like to me, I felt momentum take my body left and right. And it's like a roller coaster, right? If you're just going like 100 kilometers an hour straight and there's no bumps, it's not really scary. It's you, it's you, it's the turning that makes it scary. And when that happened, mm. that actually scared me. <laughs> okay, interesting. I mean, I was in a very like childlike state of mind. Um, I think it was that playfulness of like, okay, speaking of, you know, the Legend of Zelda inspiration, like in my mind, I was like, oh, cool. I'm just, you know, flying around. I'm playing this cool sky toy. I'm, you know, going wherever I want to go. Um, but I can see that if I, I can see where there is room for fear because like you have a level of like agency and control, which in a sense makes it real. Mm-hmm. Um, and Agreed. I think in a sense, when you're free falling, you have no choice but to accept the free fall yep. and you're entirely under the sort of supervision of a instructor who's a professional that you know you've sort of placed your trust in mm. but at this point i mean i guess it is a limited form of control like if you are somehow in some horrible weird way steering it wrong the instructor's going to take over mm-hmm. but in a moment of like self-doubt because end of the day like it's not like we have any prior experience with you know controlling a parachute or a you know there's actually room for that doubt mm-hmm. to, to set in and, and create the fear. You're not actually talking about that, talking about the self-doubt and agency. The one, the, the thing that scared me the most, and I actually thought mm. this even when I was like, I don't know, 5,000 meters in the air, however high I was. What happens if I let go to one of the, um, how do we describe this for the audience? Like, so when, so when the parachute goes up, there's two things you can hold on to. And if you pull right, like you, I think you turn left or you pull, if you pull like this, um, it's almost like a, like a train horn. Like, you know, when, when it toots, like if you pull like the, the like the handles, like the steering. Yeah. Handles yeah. Um, like yeah. If you, so my fear was what happens if, because my hands get slippery or something, like I let go. Does that mean we can know, like, does that just fly away? And then like, I can, I can only steer with one. Like that, that scared me. <laughs> mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I see that. That's interesting. Cause my mind didn't go there at all, but if it did go there, that's like a very like logical thing to be scared of. But like, I think about like, that's, that's kind of the whole nature of how the fear exists in this context. Like if your mind goes there, there's potential for fear. Mm. But then Absolutely. at the same time, I actually don't know enough about the mechanics of the parachute to know if this situation you're describing is even possible. But like, it's reminding me of like my fear that I had about the, um, you know, about the, 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 the pilot doing a dive bomb, which when I look back on it, it's just so funny and absurd to me. Like this guy who's like a, riding a plane is just like, oh, I'm going to mess with you guys now. And he just does a dive bomb. I don't know what that is. Like it taps into like the childhood part of me, like a, like a teenage me who's worried that like the boys are going to like do stacks on, on you or something at like yeah. recess. Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, 10 guys are going to come yeah. and dogpile me for no reason. Yeah. It's like, oh, this pilot is going to like crash this plane for a joke. Yeah. Well, granted, uh, like I agree. You know, like it's absurd. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Grant, I agree with that. On the other hand, I think my fear, uh, the fear of like letting slip the handle, um, yeah. whilst it isn't practical, I'm not sure if that's the right word. I think it is somewhat mm. logical because like if I, if my hand did slip, 
like how would we retrieve it because the wind would be blowing it everywhere there's no way i could grab it again like i'm glad i didn't let it slip but but i feel like that was somewhat a logical fear even if it shouldn't have popped up or rather like okay and that does make sense but then i would imagine that if that were potentially possible it's probably some other way the instructor could theoretically grab mm. the handle yeah like I, I i doubt they would give inexperienced people who are like racked with nerves the ability to potentially end both of your <laughs> lives <laughs> you know what i mean so you're right but that thought but like obviously if you're in the moment you five thousand meters in the air <laughs> exactly that's what i'm saying that's what i mean like that's 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 what's interesting about the mechanics mm. of um, what skydiving kind of shows you about fear, mm. like because you're gonna get scared one way or another, unless you you know yep. have I don't know like a busted amygdala or for whatever reason you just don't feel fear, um you know you're gonna you're gonna get freaked out in some way, and it's probably not well not probably not it's it's by definition not rational. I mean, look, skydiving accidents do happen, and there was one quite recently, um, in Australia. I can't remember which place exactly, but like regardless of that, like. Assuming it's not one of those, you know, horrible, like, you know, miss, you know, I don't know, failures of the parachute or whatever, like, chances are it's going to be fine. And you're going to, there's nothing that can really go wrong. Um, you're going to jump out of the plane, you have a cool experience, and you're going to land in the ground. And that's it. That's part of your life now. You know, um, talking about like, it's but not. The fear happens like imaginary, in the imagination. Like the imagination is sort of like a, the foundation from which fear is built. Absolutely. And, and I, I think talking about it's not rational i'm pretty sure this is a well-known statistic but driving the car is more dangerous right that's that's a, mm. that's a correct statistic pretty sure it is yeah yeah like you're more likely to or at the know, very least let, let, <laughs> skydiving let's just say driving for three months is more dangerous yeah. than skydiving at the very least um and yet yet when i turn on my car there is no there is no fear and i think i think another thing that skydiving firstly it's just it's just so absurd to jump from the plane from that altitude, but mm. the lack of agency. I think with cars, you always feel like, and it might be conceited, but if someone comes at me at a ridiculous speed, I'm good enough, or I'm smart enough, or I'm tactical enough to dodge them. But when you're jumping from a plane, like it, everything is really out of your out of your hands, and that's actually something like I want to transition with that thought onto why we should why I would recommend skydiving. And I think part of it mm. is the fact that you let go of that agency and you almost throw, I don't want to say caution because it's not, it, you throw your fear to the wind. Mm. Mm. And uh, something I said at, at the end when I came down and uh, maybe you can elaborate, like I'm not sure if you believe this, but just on this idea of why you should do uh, skydiving. But when I came down, I thought like, I would really like to have a partner that that was interested in this sort of stuff. Uh, some because for me it just shows like a level of adventurous spirit and risk taking that that I I think is important in people. So anyway, uh, what do you think about like should people skydive? Like why should people skydive? Mm. And uh, just your opinion. Ah uh, yeah, man, dude. I mean, I I would recommend it to anybody. Um. And I, you know, assuming that you're physically healthy enough and capable of doing it, like, I think it's a great, and, you know, and you have the money for it. It's, it's a worthwhile, you know, investment because it's a great life experience. Um, in that realm of sort of facing your fears, it's sort of a, it's a great 
way to sort of see the mechanics of how fear operates in that it does exist entirely in your imagination. Fear only exists in anticipation. And then once you get into the present moment, the fear itself is no longer a thing. It's gone. Um, it's pure excitement. Um, and I don't know if that's always the case. Now, that's where it gets interesting because, like, I, I have memories of, like, being a kid. And um, I've done certain, like, thrill rides at theme parks that, like, really freak me out. Or even I was remembering now, it's almost like a repressed memory. Like, I'm doing this, like, uh, what's it called? This, um, what do you call them? Those uh, water slides at Bali. Um, and it was, like, I really, I was scared on the slide. So maybe I can't promise any prospective skydivers that they won't be scared while doing it. But I think if you have a cool mindset about it, and keep in mind, that was the water slide thing is me as a, you know, wigged out seven-year-old kid. Um, you know, I, if you're here and you're, you know, you're an adult, or at least, uh, I don't know, definitely have to be an adult, whatever. You, you're old enough to skydive um, and you have the means to do so. I think it's a great way to, like you said, tackle your fears and have, and I think most importantly, just like witness the nature of how fear works and just kind of see that a lot of it's a big load of crap. Like fear is literally just your imagination making bad situations for you. In that sense, it's not even fear. Because fear suggests it's in response to something real. It's really, it's anxiety. Like fear is like there's a bear in front of you. And, you know, <laughs> you have a reason to be afraid of that bear. Um, maybe that's, maybe I'm splitting words with hairs here, but. No. Whatever you want to use to describe it, I don't think that the fear itself is is a thing that's actually worth um, being overcome by. I, I, I agree with that. And talking about your bear example, the bear, um, maybe by your definition, if, if we're continuing your definition, the bear is scary or we can be fearful of the bear because uh, I guess mm. we can die. But the thing with skydiving is you know beforehand, like logically you know that like, you have a professional, you have a harness and everything, and that should, you know, negate the fear. Or, but but the fact that it doesn't, as maybe this is your point, like it transforms away from fear into anxiety. Because even though you know that logically the fear should be gone, it's still there. Is that what you're, is that what you're talking about? Um, No, but you know what, actually, I like that point because that's really cool. Because like it makes me realize that yeah the point isn't to like oh you do this experience and then you realize fear doesn't make sense therefore you never feel fear or anxiety or whatever again but it's more so you realize oh it doesn't make sense so you do things in spite of the fear or anxiety mm. and i think that's the cool thing about skydiving like i know for a fact that if you and i would you know go again we're gonna be fearful we're still gonna have that adrenaline that hype maybe not as much as the first time um, but you know what I mean? Like, there's no way it's not going to be there like that. And if anything, that feeling of anticipation of something big is that is always going to happen. But I guess that's where I want to get kind of philosophical about it. Cause like, I think the anticipation is normal. The nerves are normal, but then like, how do you respond to those nerves? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you like uh, relish in the excitement? Do you relish in the nerves? Do you appreciate them for what they are? And, you know, let that just be a natural build up to this great you know climax of free falling out of a plane mm. or is it this thing that's like no this is bad this is a negative thing like i think that anticipation and that anxiety is normal and i i would wager that well actually no i'm not even not even a guess like i'm pretty sure i spoke to like a lot of i spoke to my instructors uh my instructor 
And, and he said, look, it, you never get used to it. Like you're always going to be hyped. You're always anticipating it. Like it's inherently a thrilling thing. And this is a guy that has done like over 3000, you know, jumps. Um, obviously he doesn't get, you know, freaked out in the same way that a movie would, but there's this natural response of being in a state of anticipation and hell, you don't jump out of a plane 3000 times unless you love that feeling. Like I could see myself doing it again, maybe, but I, you know, imagine doing that. Imagine that's your life. Your life is literally jumping out of planes for a living. That's what you do for, for money. Like that's a day in the office for these people. You, you, know, like, you know what? You know what? They like, literally hey, jump out of a plane. You know what's an interesting day. idea? Yeah. His idea of fear would be like a job interview or something like that. Whilst like mm. us, I think, you know, like I think we'd be more acclimatized to that. It would, like for us, you know, teaching in, in front of like 30 people, like that, that's not scary or to me and, and I know to you anyway, but for him or her, like that would, that could be terrifying. Uh, on the other hand, because they've like jumped out of a plane so many times, what yeah. we consider like strange is, is so, is more normal, not so normal, but definitely more normal. And I want to uh, just mention uh, or continue on something that you said before. Um, to me, like this is such like I meant it before when I said, like, imagine if you told like your great, 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 great grandma that you jumped out of a plane. Like, imagine like, hey, grandma, mm. I basically performed Icarus for like for one day or like for, for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, um, that is just so, so cool. And I think. And this is something I think about a lot, like if I were to die and I know that's quite a morbid thought, but if if that if that was to happen, would I be happy or un unhappy that? I did this or I didn't do this. And for me, the fact that I could fly and like fly from a plane and see the world from like a bird's eye view and the only thing stopping me was fear, like to me, that's unacceptable. And I think that's another reason I pushed through, even though when you first mentioned it, I'm not sure if you remember, mm. my reaction was, uh, yeah, it sounds cool, but uh, do you want to push it back? Like, <laughs> like I want to I do, do it. I do recall I had to kind of like bully you into like, come on, bro, let's do it. Don't be a, <laughs> don't be a punk. You know? like, <laughs> I, like, here's the thing. Like, I knew I, had to I, be a <laughs> <laughs> I knew I wanted to do it. Like, I knew that I wanted to do it at the same time. The idea of jumping out of a plane is so like anti-human, anti-life. Like it's so against mm. our biology. But I think it's but because it is so against the norm, I think that's more that that's more of a reason why you should do it. Because Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah. Be, because yeah. like waking up and going to the office or waking up and going to the park, like that's that's okay, but that's normal. But like jumping out of a plane, like that is like that is, that's just so like out there, and, and it I think it really for it really gives people some emotions that like, um, that like, you just mm. like how else could you replicate that that feeling that adrenaline that like anticipation that fear that everything all that combined like I really think that there are not many things that can trigger that emotion, um, and I think because of that if if someone wants to live their life and experience the full range of emotions i think bungee jumping is a way to actually experience that oh dude totally man um i think yeah that's that's kind of why adrenaline junkies exist as a concept people who just are attracted to the extremes um and i think even if that's not necessarily you um i, I think everyone owes themselves to do 
skydiving, and if not, something that triggers a similar experience, something that lets you see what it's like to be in a high state of adrenaline and a high state of anticipation and have a chance to confront, you know, naturally forming anxieties, anxieties that feel very normal as you feel them, and then also uh, dissolve into meaninglessness once you've actually confronted them. Um, because I think that's just a universal, you know, sort of principle about how to live well is to be able to have this sort of tempered approach to one's anxieties or know how to receive them. Um, yeah, know how to receive anxiety. Uh, and I, I think that's just an inherent part of skydiving. It has to be done. You have to do that in order to skydive. And yeah, for that reason, I would totally recommend it. You know, hundred mm, percent. Um, I think the idea of just just to push yourself out there with something so absurd, uh, so out there, so so thrilling to me is, um, it's something that people should chase because it's to me it's really about disciplining the mind and and being able to push yourself into fields that that you're not comfortable with and i know this might be like people might not see a link between this but to me like like having the courage or having the ability to stand uh up to your fears and to logically uh to push through not even logically to emotionally to whatever whatever um however one does it to push through to me like Mm. that's similar to like turning up for the first day of work even though you're scared or that's like, you know, going to uh, reconnect with a friend that, you know, you, you grew distant from and you're fearful of, you know, their judgment. Like, to me, this idea of going after what you want despite potential fear and anxiety, like, mm. that's a similar link between everything. And to me, skydiving is just the most extreme oh. version of that. And But I think more people can take some of this uh, self-resolve, this self-discipline and, and apply it. And... um. Last thing I'll say, and, and, and then I'll leave you with the last word, but some, uh, I, I knew this person who, who uh, went through, who got, I guess, got cancer and then healed from it, recovered from it. Uh, and then one of the first things that they did was jump out of a plane. And they told me that when they, oh, yeah. they, like, they, they, they said this to people, like they, they just recovered from cancer, uh, you know, they've fully recovered. And then one or two years later, they said they wanted to jump out of a plane their family reacted like, wait, why do you want to do that? You just escaped death. But their reaction was like, I'm doing this to feel alive. I'm doing this for myself. And I think that to me, I thought that was beautiful. Like do this for yourself because if you want to know what you can do, if you actually push through and chase things which seem like an illusion or seem far away or seem fearful at first, I think skydiving is the perfect analogy for that. Oh man, I um, uh, no, nah, I'm not taking the last word. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I want to leave it on that, man. That's 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 dope. Uh, okay, cool. Well, hey, thank you, Geo, and thank you for sharing this experience. Uh, I'm, I guess we have to look for a new thing to do because we've we've done skydiving, we've been to Korea again. Oh no, not again. We've been to Korea before. I think I threw out uh Venice, you know, for for the book, the uh, potential new storyline. Um, that might be something we look into because, um. 
Yeah. It would be very romantic you and I on a blue, on a, you know, on, 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 on the seas, on a gondola. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a real, real you know bromance kind of activity. We should you know? hire some person to walk around and play like a lute the whole day, <laughs> just behind us. <laughs> Now we're talking. All right, it will um we'll find someone else just to throw roses beneath our Love feet wherever I'm we in. walk. I'm in. <laughs> that's some that's some pretty boy stuff, man. I like it. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, thank you for this, and uh, I hope you enjoyed listening to the first episode. Safety last. Catch you later. Thank you for tuning into Safety Last with Stanley Ching. If you enjoyed this, then please leave a rating or a comment. I hope you're leaving with a new idea and make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and other places that can be found in the description.